0: Hello, everybody. My name is Rick Napier, the president at 321 Biz Development, located in Sacramento County, about 70 miles north of the San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, this is the 321 Biz Dev live show where we um, host or we feature small business owners and give them an opportunity to talk about their businesses for about five to seven minutes. And uh, so if you're calling in and you're calling in to listen to the 321 Biz Dev Show, then if you hear my voice, I can hear you. If you want to jump in the conversation and talk about your small business, then feel free to just uh, jump in and say hi. And then I'll know that you want to, talk about your business, and we can get you on the air. So again, this is a live broadcast, and sometimes there are some complications with live broadcasts, but um, so far, so good. Also, we talk about small business topics, and today's topic is if you want the money, there are some things you need to do to get the money in your small business and uh, just for people who are first-time listeners 321 Biz Dev is a consulting firm and not necessarily a marketing company i mean we may have gosh maybe five or maybe ten percent of the feel of what a marketing company is but we are a consulting firm and what consulting firms do they are hired to fix problems, uh, to help uh, white-collar small business owners overcome challenges. Now, compare that with a marketing company. A marketing company's goal is to promote your business without any type of guarantee of success. And I believe that's what's really um, hurting a lot of small business owners or maybe confusing them or making them feel like, gosh, I can never get my business off the ground because they pay marketing dollars to different companies over and over again and they don't see the results. So 321 Biz Def, we support, again, white-collar small business owners and any traditional small business owners, with the ticket prices starting at about five hundred or thousand dollars and higher, and we set that price for um, uh, small business owners we support because that's when it get that's when it gets serious when you're selling something for five hundred or thousand dollars and higher. Uh, it's much different if you're selling an item for thirty bucks or fifty bucks. There's uh, a totally different dynamic when the prices are low. But when you're selling something at, you know, $500, $1,500, you know, $5,000, $10,000, there's a different approach that you have to take. And it's actually uh, the, the clients that you work with or the prospects that you work with, they are different than the person paying $50 for the item or the service. So we want to make that part clear. Also, you know, there's a lot of things happening in our country right now. Um, I I know a lot of small business owners do not like to mix politics with business. And 321BizDev, we don't either. But there are some things going on in the country right now that are causing some problems uh, with the business owners, and, and it's causing some problems with your potential customers. And the political part is not really the, the best word. I'm, I, I mean, you know as the host, Rick Napier, I'm an I'm a, uh, economics graduate, went to school at Golden Gate University in San Francisco, had a great economics professor, by the way. Uh, He laid it out exactly for a time like this. Um, So economics, for people who may not have taken those type of courses, uh, most people, when they think about economics, they think about supply and demand and, you know, some other things like inflation. And those things are part of economics. But overall, economics has... Three functions and now a new one. The functions are of economics are of course financial. The second one is emotional. The third one is psychological. And those have been the three main functions of economics, meaning the things that uh cause people to buy or not buy, or uh taxes go up and people buy less, taxes go down, people. Uh, buy more prices go up people buy less prices go down people buy more. and then the emotional and and psychological parts of economics have always been how do people feel when certain things change uh, in in, their, in in their in their environment uh, things like war or not war things such as uh, catastrophe things like Uh, The sense of a booming stock market, you know, people are happy with their own situation when they see the stock market is booming conversely, or in contrast, people are less excited when they see their 401ks uh, dropping or they see their neighbors losing their jobs. So then finally, the fourth and new component its really not new, but the fourth component is politics. Now, that one has always been around since the beginning of time. But the reason why it's more dominant now is because it's the politics that are driving many changes that people are experiencing. And a lot of those changes are negative especially from looking at uh, you know, small business, looking at housing, looking at uh, inflation, looking at gas prices, looking at homelessness. So you have a, you have this political thing now that's starting to get to raise its, its ugly head. And before, maybe, you know, maybe 15 years ago, the politics uh, component wasn't that large, because if you voted for the D's or for the Democrats, and your guy or your gal won, then you were kind of happy about that. And the other folks, the Republicans, were not happy about that for a while. So maybe after about two months, everything went back to normal. People, you know, didn't think about it that much, and um, they went on with their lives. And people took vacations. Uh, people bought cars, bought homes, sold homes, retired, and and things of that nature. If the person with the R, the Republicans won, then the Republicans were excited and the Democrats were unhappy for about two months. But just like the the first example where I mentioned the Democrats won and Republicans were excited, if the Republicans won, the Democrats were not excited. But after two months, things got back to normal. People who voted for each one went on their own way and and bought homes, went on vacations, sent their kids to school. Uh, bought cars, you know, took, you know, vacations. I think I said that had had barbecues in the back. But now it's a different situation since 2020. Um, and it's not so much that it's a Democrat in office. It's the, the things that are being done and the impact that people are feeling based on, uh, you know, economic policy changes and the, the, the course of action that the current administration wants to go. And it is this problem, this, this challenge that we are talking about today for white collar, small business owners. Because the way we see it at 321BizDev, uh, many business owners have always had challenges. They've always had um, issues with finding new clients and and, and consistently, you know, adding new clients. What the current situation with politics has done is made those existing problems of how to find clients, how to grow the business even more uh, troublesome Uh, because now you have people who are making decisions based on money they have in the bank, based on money they perceive they will have or not have in the future. Um, based on you know plans they need to make to adjust to the current administration. So there's a lot of different things going on uh, that uh, has caused things to change since 2020. Now, I probably know there are people listening as business owners, and they might be saying, what is what what problem? Okay. Well, I look at it this way: If you vote a certain way, let's say you vote Democrat, and uh, you are happy with the the team that's in office in Washington D.C., okay, no problem. But it it will be difficult to justify or to uh, validate that it's 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 the same or easier. to be in business. It's, it's going to be really tough to justify that. Okay. So compare the current administration. To the past administration. If. People are saying it is. It is. Um, like the current. The past administration. Let's say. You know. Donald Trump. If they said. They did not like. Donald Trump. When he was in office for four years. Then. It might be difficult, again, to say that business was bad because business was doing very well, at least the potential to do business. Let's say it that way, because small business owners still had uh, those problems uh, that they would have with those five front end sales activities, which we will talk about. So that's my message in terms of the, the introduction to today's podcast episode. Uh, things are getting dicey for a lot of small business owners, and uh, we at Three Two One BizDev, in our seventh year of doing business, we will complete our eighth year in business on November first, twenty twenty two, and uh, we have seen it all. In terms of we have worked with with about just about every. Uh, small business, every white-collar small business owner that we originally started with, we have worked with these small business owners in one way, shape, or form. And those industries are attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, real estate brokers, and insurance brokers. And any traditional small business owner, like a flooring specialist, or if you have uh, like an AC and heating business uh, or like I said, any type of business where the transaction price starts at five hundred dollars and higher. So the the reason why we wanted to do this podcast episode and we called it, if you want the money, you got to do these five things, uh, these five front end sales activities. It's because it is true and being successful in your business um, requires having these five functions mastered. So, again, if people want to call in, uh, the number is 650-419-1505. The access code is 999 99 And if you can hear me, then I can see that you've called in. Uh, so all you have to do is say, hey, Rick, I got a question to to, to state or I want to talk about my business for five to seven minutes. So these five front end sales functions, where did they come from? Well, they have always been around uh, since uh, people have, you know, people have people decided that they needed to have a system for business or a systematic way to add clients, I was exposed to this um, this systematic approach in the mid '90s. When, as a corporate uh, account executive, and then soon to be the vice president of a sales department at a Fortune 500 company, uh, before that, um, I was I was hired as a sales executive, and account executive, and the vice president of sales, and the CEO you know, had this class that every account executive had to go to. Now, the class in the mid to late 90s cost about $12,000. And it was an eight-day class, about 10 hours a day in the class, Monday through Saturday. We had Sunday off. And then we returned to the, the classroom on uh, that um, that Monday and Tuesday. So interesting, interesting enough, the class was not about selling a product or service. And that was one of the things that I I found very interesting at first is that I thought I was going to learn how to sell a product, but the course was not about selling a product. It was about the systematic approach of moving a product or service to a, a, a client or a customer. And so what we talked about, just to make it short, and that's what we, we're doing today, because uh, three two one bizdev, we do the, we do have a six to nine hour class that we conduct, uh, either mostly private, but if there's a, a group that needs to know these these five front end sales activities, we can do a group session, but most uh, sessions are done one on one, and so these five front end sales activities are very important and what i discovered when i started 321 biz dev was it's not that people uh did not know how to move their products and services it's really that they did not have a systematic approach of way of doing it and so i mean starting with the first let's so let's start with the first sales activity and I'm gonna take me a sip of my warm uh, juice here. The first sales activity is called contacting. Now, contacting is very important. That's like the, uh, the, 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 the act that ignites your business. And when people look at, think about contacting, they think about many different things. They think about uh, radio and TV, They think about print mailers. Uh, They think about um, phone calls, and they think about the new one. And I call it new because it was new to me, and it's still it's still kind of new. It's it's social media. Now it's not new in terms of when I knew about it, but it's it's the newest way that people believe they can find new customers through social media, and. Uh, so the, the, the contacting part, the reason why the contacting part is so important is because that's what stimulates what we call the pipeline. That's what fuels the pipeline. It initiates the, the pipeline. Some people know the pipeline as the sales funnel. OK, so without contacts in that sales funnel, it is very difficult to have the expectation that you will have clients. It is, it is so difficult to have that expectation. So the contacting part is, is like I said, it's very important. So how is that done? Again, you can do you can, you can buy a very expensive radio ad or TV ad. Uh, you can hire a marketing company like I mentioned earlier. You can use social media, you can print uh, things and mail that to people. So all those things have what we call uh, probabilities of of delivering a prospect. So you you can't call a person a client yet. See, you you can't go from contacting to having a person write you a check. Uh, There are some stages in between. Now, will some contacts you meet or you connect with or receive your mailer Instantly pick up the phone or come to your office and say, here, George, here's my check. Yes, that has a single digit probabilities like 7% or less of the people that you connect with in a sort of an impersonal way. Or even sometimes in a face to face setting, 7% of the people will just write you a check. Uh, those are very low numbers. Uh, it's it's very rare that someone does that, and plus, most people can't build their business hoping that seven percent of the people will give them enough revenue for their companies to succeed. It's 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 uh, there's a large percentage, almost ninety nine percent, that seven percent of the people will not grow your business uh, to the level that you want it. So. With the contacting, the things that are missing in most white-collar small business owners' uh, practices is that it's not done enough, and secondly, when it's done, it's too expensive to to continue doing. So, if your marketing person said, "Hey, Louise, we can, you know, send, get your message out to people. It'll cost you seven, ten thousand dollars every time we do it." And maybe they have you on a, a ten thousand uh, dollar every quarter type campaign. Okay, so if you have ten thousand dollars every three months or forty thousand dollars a year to grow your business, you better damn be expecting people to 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 convert people those contacts uh, to prospects. Uh, depending on your the price of your product. That could be a great R- ROI, or it could be a zero R O I. It could be a failure. So, with certain industries, we won't get into depth about what what each industry industry should do. But I'll tell you, each industry needs to find an affordable way to connect with people. Three Two Biz Dev, we have that solution. We have that solution that may supplement what you're doing or it may complement what you're doing or it may be the only solution that works for your practice. And I'll give you I'll give you one of them, like attorneys, for instance. Attorneys have a difficult uh, profile for their business. About 70 to 80 percent of their time is spent working on the case you know, looking at different legal issues in, the, in, the, in their client's case. So that means they have about 30% of the time to find new clients. So that attorney must be very precise. They must be a fine-tuned machine to go from, okay, I'm working with all these cases, you know, 70%, 80% time spent on cases. Okay, let me shift gears with the remaining 20 to 30% of the time that I have. And let's talk about marketing. So it's 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 very difficult for the attorney to, to shift like that because working on the legal case and looking at the different legal components of the of the case, whether you want the client is guilty or innocent or you're trying to you know work up work, a business law case or something to that effect. It, it is definitely time consuming and it's and it's tough. To make that switch, like I said, working on the case re- requires, it's a discipline. It also requires some, some knowledge from going to law school and passing the bar. Then all of a sudden you're making a shift to business development, which requires some personal and professional uh, communication skills. It requires some business development skills. So that's the reason why the shift is difficult. For a lot of small business owners is because those two dis- disciplines are like a 180 degrees uh, in, out of phase. It's, it's difficult. So let's move through the final four or the remaining four sales activities. So once you find someone who's a who's a contact, you make contact with someone. Now, so how do you make contact with someone? Okay, so we talked about different ways of doing it. And I mentioned that 321BizDev has a way. Okay, so you have identified some contacts. You've reached out to them. 7% may call you with some interest or less. Maybe sometimes it's 3%. Sometimes it's zero. Next, you have to decide if that person is a prospect and a prospect is someone who either wants or needs your product and can afford it. So that's a, that's a big deal with the prospect. They must want or need your product and they must be able to afford it. So how do you get to that point? Well, there's a Q&A that small business owners need to have in, in their practices. 321BizDev, we have, we have created what we call the prospect interview form which helps uh, white-collar small business owners uh, sort of interpret a contacts or prospects, um, you know, output. In in other words, it helps the white-collar small business owner sort of gauge whether or not this person wants to move forward. It's a very professional way of doing it. It's not a a hard sell. It's not full. The process is not... Uh, Full full of gimmicks and tricks. So after you move to the the prospecting phase, then you set the appointment. That's a very quick one. Now you're at the closing phase and the closing phase is also a systematic approach of making sure that you're not pushy. You see at the appointment, many prospects, people, potential customers, they're looking for that pushy part. They hate the pushy part. And they're looking for it. And the first sign of you being pushy, they're out. Or, or they will make it very difficult for you to get their business because they detect pushy. They detect that pushy part. So they put up this wall, so to speak, this virtual wall, this mental wall where it's going to be difficult to penetrate that wall because the prospect has identified you as a pushy salesperson. And by the way, I hope white collar small business owners, attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and any business selling a product at $500 or higher, I hope that you have come to the conclusion that you are a salesperson. Please, I hope you have come to that conclusion because you are. And and that's one of the other obstacles or challenges that 321 biz staff has to help white collar, small business owners overcome um, the majority of white collar, small business owners do not believe they are in sales. And the affirmative action is, yes, you are. You are in sales. So back to the closing feature, the closing feature also has a systematic way of of closing. And so what does closing mean? I mean, people have several definitions of closing and I know and I've heard and I've been in training classes before I uh, was had the opportunity to take the $10,000 class paid for by the corporation that I told you about. People have many definitions of closing. Uh, there's a old saying out there. It's called ABC. Always be closing. And that has been the one where. The, the company does not have a lot of time to train you, nor that maybe they don't have the skill to train uh, sales executives or sales reps. So they pitch throughout their, their, um, their, their, their sort of um, elementary training sessions that you should always close. Don't come back to the office without a check. ABC, always be closing. You see, and boy, I saw some of that before I was um, fully into professional sales. The other component of closing, and again from 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 the aspect of uh, not being trained properly, is how to handle objections. So what does that mean? That means, for some reason, you get to the end of your your session with the prospect that you want to convert to a customer or a client and that prospect says, okay, well, I'll think about it. No, I'm not, I'm not interested. I thought that, you know, whatever they don't, they don't say yes. So there are some companies again, that uh, may not have all the information about uh, professional selling. They have this, uh, these few pages in the back of them, of their manuals. It's called how to handle objections. Or objection handling techniques. And there's something to say about when you've met with someone for 30, 45 minutes, and at the end, the result of that session with that potential client is no. There's a lot that can be said about that across the board attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, real estate brokers. There's a lot to say. When you when a person has come to your office, and by the way, when they come to your office, they're at a 50% buy mode. Okay? So when they come to your office or they get on the phone with you to, to talk to you about what they might need, they are at a 50% buying probability. So what happens next either causes their their desire to buy. To fall down to seven, or their the desire to buy to raise to about eighty percent, and that's what is happening. Many white collar small business owners are seeing that uh, that prospect that's on the phone with them or sitting in front in front of them, they're seeing that their probability drops to seven percent or zero. If they just walk out the door and do not do business with you. So and then the final step of the front end sales activity is getting zero cost referrals. So what does that mean? Okay, so getting zero cost referrals is a function of how did that person feel when when you met with them and you added them as a new client? So you can't talk about referrals all the time unless that person is added as a new client or you have a very professional conversation uh, with this with this with this prospect. And the prospect says no, because your product or service is really not a good fit. It's not it's not that you did anything wrong. It's really because your product or service just does not fit that person it would be almost like. Having a a guy try to, you know, that wears a size twelve, put in, put on a size eight shoe, it just doesn't fit. So when something doesn't fit, but you had a very professional time and a very cordial, and uh, you know, very uh, unoffensive (laughs) session with a prospect, there are ways to still get referrals, and that's the whole point of growing your business you growing your business should not be that you need to add every new client from scratch from the very beginning from the contacting phase or stage growing your business also has that function where you have some very satisfied new clients because they enjoyed the process that they went through and when they enjoyed the process that they went through they are more, more open to refer their friends, family, and business colleagues. So anyway, that is the podcast for today. Uh, we did not have any uh, business owners call in to promote their business, but the offer is always there. The next, the next session that we will have will be Thursday at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And again, the phone number is 650 419 1505 just call in. The access code is 999099099. My name is Rick Napier, the president at 321 Biz Development. My website is 321bizdev.com. Our phone numbers are 415-465-1700 on the West Coast and on the East Coast it's 917-580 7,900. Take care and make today, Tuesday, May 24th, the most productive as possible. Adios.